Chapter Nine of Bunny Brown and His Sister Sue in the Big Woods by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Search. What's the matter, Sue? asked Bunny as he saw his sister standing in the middle of the dining room, part of the tent, which was separated by curtains from the sleeping rooms. Oh, my teddy bear's been taken. Someone has taken Sally Melinda, cried the little girl. I don't believe I'll ever be happy again. Oh, dear. Maybe we'll find her again, said Bunny, shivering, for the morning was cool and he had on only his night clothes. No, I'll never find her, sobbed Sue. She's been tooked away, same as your train of cars. This thought of his own missing toy made Bunny feel sad, but he wanted to cheer Sue up. "'Oh, maybe your teddy bear just walked off in the night to get something to eat,' the little boy went on. "'I get hungry in the night lots of times. I get up and eat a sweet cracker, if I've left one on the chair by my bed. Now let me think what it is bears like best.' "'It's honey,' answered Sue. "'How do you know?' her brother asked. "'Cause I read it in the animal book. It told about a bear climbing a bee-tree.' "'What's a bee-tree?' interrupted Bunny.' "'It's a hollow tree where a bee makes its nest and lays honey eggs,' explained Sue, in a very funny way, you see. "'And the bear climbed that tree and got the bee's honey.' "'Wouldn't the bee sting him?' asked Bunny. "'I was stung by a bee once on Grandpa's farm, and I wasn't climbing the bee tree either.' "'Oh, well, that was an accident,' declared Sue. "'Besides, a bear has thick fur on him, and the only place where a bee can hurt him is on his soft and tender nose, and before he climbs a bee-tree, the bear puts thick mud on his nose like a plaster, so the bee can't sting that, so he's all right. Hmm, said Bunny, then we'll go and find a bee-tree, and maybe your teddy bear will be there. But my teddy bear Sally Melinda can only make believe walk, exclaimed Sue. She can only make believe eat honey, too. Then we'll look for a make believe honey tree, said Bunny. Come on, Sue. Sue seemed to hold back. Come on, cried Bunny again, always ready to start something. Let's get dressed and go to hunt for the teddy bear. It was very early, and Mr. and Mrs. Brown were not yet awake. Mrs. Brown, however, soon heard the children moving about, and she called to them. What's the matter? Sue's doll is gone, said Bunny. My nice teddy bear one, added Sue. He's gone off to find a bee's nest to get honey, went on Bunny. "'My bear ain't a he, she's a she,' declared Sue, "'and her name is Sally Melinda.' "'Well, no matter what her name is, she is lost,' said Bunny. "'We're going to find her.' "'Look here, children,' called Mr. Brown, who was now awake. "'Don't go off on any wild goose chase.' "'We're not after wild geese. "'We're going after Sue's bear,' replied Bunny. "'What, is Sue's bear taken too?' cried Mr. Brown. She's either taken or else she walked away, Bunny said. Sue's bear wasn't the walking kind, though they did have some of that sort, said the children's father. But if your bear is gone, someone must have taken it just as they did Bunny's train of cars. I must look into this. You children stay right where you are until I get dressed and we'll make a search. Meanwhile, look around the tent and see if you can't find Sally Jane. Her name is Sally Melinda, said Sue, with some indignation. Well, take a look around for Sally Melinda Teddy Brown Bear while I'm getting dressed, said her father. 
The children soon slipped into their clothes and then began to look around the tent, inside and out. Sue thought perhaps she had left her teddy bear with its flashing electrical eyes in a chair near the kitchen tent table. She had had her there after her own supper. She even pointed out where she had put a small plate of cracker crumbs near the teddy bear. The plate of crumbs was still there, but the doll was gone. "'We'll look outside,' said Bunny. And when he and Sue were outside the tent waiting for their father, Bunny began walking slowly along, bent over, as though he had a peddler's pack on his back. "'What are you doing that for?' asked Sue in surprise. "'We aren't playing any game.' "'I know it, but I'm looking for the marks of the bear's tracks in the mud, just as Eagle Feather looked for the hoof-prints of his lost cow in the sand. He found his cow that way, and maybe we'll find Sally Melinda this way. But his cow was bigger than my teddy bear and made bigger tracks. That doesn't matter. I've been talking to the Indians about trailing animals this way, and you can trail a squirrel as easily as an elephant if you only know how to look for the feet marks. See, Sue? And Bunny pointed to marks in the soft earth. Aren't those the prints of your teddy bear's feet? Sue looked to where Bunny pointed. There were marks plainly enough, but in a minute Sue knew what they were. Why, that's where Splash, our dog, walks, said the little girl. Oh, so it is, agreed Bunny. Well, I made a mistake that time. We'll try again. So the children went on, seeking for marks of the toy bear's paws, until Mr. Brown came out. "'It's of no use to look that way, children,' he said. "'If Sue's bear is missing, someone took it away. It never walked, for it couldn't.' "'That's what I said,' cried Sue. "'But how did it get away?' asked Bunny. "'Somebody must have taken it, the same one who took your train of cars.' We must look farther off than just around the tent. Say, Daddy, do you suppose some of the Indians could have done it? asked Sue in a whisper. I hardly think so, answered Mr. Brown. Still, they are not all as honest as Eagle Feather. We'll have a look around their camp. And maybe we'll find my train at the same time, said Bunny, hopefully. We'll look for it, replied Mr. Brown. All of a sudden, Bunny began to run around in a circle, bending down toward the ground. "'What are you doing?' asked Sue, playing stoop-tag. "'No, I'm looking for the marks of Indians' feet,' answered Bunny. "'If Indians came around here to take your doll, they'd leave some mark. I'm trying to find it.' Sue shook her head. "'What's the matter?' asked Bunny. "'Indians don't leave any tracks,' returned the little girl. "'They are very cunning,' it says in my school-reader book." and they can slip through a forest, leaving no more trace than that of the wind. I don't know what trace is, but it must be true, for it's in my book. Oh, those were old-fashioned Indians, said Bunny. That kind wouldn't leave any marks. But these Indians wear shoes, and they'd leave a mark in soft ground. Wouldn't they, Daddy? I believe they would, but I don't want to think it was our good friends, the Indians, who have taken your things. But we will search and see. Come on now, Bunny and Sue. We'll have a little hunt before breakfast. End of chapter 9